That's essentially what President Biden and President Xi have said. They have both said that climate is its own critical you know, avenue. And, and you've got to go down that avenue no matter what happens in the other roads. So I'm, I'm with you, and we've got to make climate uh, the significant issue it is, and particularly over the next four months. 100- John Kerry is kidding himself, right? China's with you? Nothing else matters? No matter what happens politically, no matter how deep blue the Chinese Navy goes, no matter how much they uh, continue takeovers uh, within uh, Hong Kong or getting into Taiwan, no matter how much they try and control the territorial waters in the South China Sea, no matter what they steal from U.S. companies, no matter how much they work out deals with people like Iran, no, 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 it doesn't matter anything they do, no matter how many people they lock up, how many Uyghur Muslims, no matter how many Hong Kongers they put a boot on the neck of, no, it's climate that we're definitely going to work together on. Who believes this? There is this continual, nonsensical, childlike fantasy that goes on within this party. And oh, they they lap it up, lap it up. It's like Joe Biden last night, the town hall on CNN. And you know what the problem is, you you business owners, you small business owners, you're just not you're just not doing enough. But secondly, John, my guess is that um, people being seven eight dollars an hour plus tips. That that's I think, John, you're going to be finding 15 bucks an hour or more now. And you, but you- See, so you're just not paying people enough, John. Oh, small business owner. It's not that you're not paying what the market bears. You just have to you just have to pay this. And why $15 an hour? Why can't we get to $25 an hour? Hmm, John, your business is going to have to figure it out. Hamburgers are going to be 30 bucks by the time Joe Biden is done. As he continues, and so does Congress, to move down this road of being a disincentive to work. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8. 8669. This disincentive is government saying to the private sector, hmm, we will compete against you if we have to, and uh, we can always pay our people more because it's your money. Now you have to spend your money to pay your people more so you can match what we pay our people. Otherwise, your people will become our people, and you won't find any people. Then you won't be able to pay us, so we'll have to charge you more so we can continue to pay our people what we need to pay our people. I actually did all of that right. It made sense. This town hall that took place yesterday was something special. Something absolutely special. Joe Biden and Don Lemon, mano a mano, and it was just all about deep, deep, super deep intellectual thought. Let's take ourselves through it, shall we? First, let's get into Joe Biden talking about vaccines. The the various shots that people are getting now cover that they're they're you're okay you're not gonna you're not gonna get covid if you have these vaccinations yeah no god no god please no 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 joe biden just lied right there and if that's on twitter it should be followed by a tab on misinformation 
Listen again. The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he should have been corrected because, of course, you can get COVID if you have a vaccination. Of course, you can get COVID if you get, a, even if you're vaccinated. So he absolutely, oh, he misspoke, misspoke my butt. Misinformation is what we're talking about. You have members of Pelosi staff, you have members of White House staff who have COVID who are fully vaccinated. That's possible. The conversation, of course, is not that. The conversation is whether or not you survive. People who are vaccinated, as the data tells us, survive COVID at massive numbers. Don't believe me? Governor Ron DeSantis, the guy you've already decided is the nominee in 2024. Um, So here's, I think, the, the most important thing with the data. If you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from COVID is effectively zero. If you look at the people that are being admitted to hospitals, uh, over 95% of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And so these vaccines are saving lives. They are reducing mortality. Mortality in nursing homes since we rolled out the vaccines in December is down over 95% due to COVID. Mortality for elderly people since we rolled out the vaccines is down nearly 90%. And so... Now, I think a lot of people looked at this, and I was looking at this this morning saying, aha, you got a bunch of people on the political right who are who are now talking about the importance of vaccines. But if you do go back, I had to go back. Someone mentioned it. I went back and looked a little bit. He has been talking about vaccines. He's also been opposed to mask mandates, and he's certainly taken his shots at Dr. Fauci. Well, Dr. Fauci deserves any shot that he gets. I was on Newsmax a couple days ago, and before I was on, there was a segment, and I was able to, to catch it, uh, and it was, they had some Democrat whose name eludes me, I, I don't know her name, how important Dr. Fauci is, and how many lives Dr. Fauci has saved, and he really is America's doctor. That's all political. No one, no one believes that. No one believes Dr. Fauci is America's doctor. No one now i'm sure you could find a person let's say it this way statistically no one trusting dr fauci is just madness even the washington post of all people is aware and is saying clearly that yes dr fauci is not only wrong about the nih and uh, the, the, the Wuhan Institute and, and funding them. They're saying that Fauci is lying when it comes to the funding. So let's say this again. The NIH funded the Wuhan lab. They did it through Echo Point and that's how it got to the lab. None of that matters. The National Institutes of Health, they 
funded the lab. And to say otherwise is simply completely and totally untrue. Rand Paul is completely right. Now, is he going to be found right in the idea that uh, Fauci lied in front of Congress? Well, I think that's going to be a very, very hard thing to 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 to, to prove. I think it's going to be very, very difficult indeed. But hey, you want to go down that road? You knock yourself out. It's your time, not mine. I'm cool. Back to the town hall with a President Biden. So he has already lied about about uh, uh, you know the the. COVID and, and, and whether or not you, you, you're going to get the virus. I mean, he mixed it up. He had some things to say about guns as well. Well, actually, crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Guns. I'm the only guy that ever got passed legislation when I was a senator to make sure we eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle. Can we just take a moment to let that sink in? Conversations of need, conversation of bands, nine millimeter? What I, I think he's trying to have a a, a conversation about um, high-capacity magazines. I think that's what he's trying to do. But since he knows nothing about the subject and proudly knows nothing about the subject, he's desperate to know nothing about the subject. Who knows what he, try, he even means? But note what he gets into here after the conversation of need. We eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle. First of all, what do you care? I mean, really and truly, you need who are you to decide? How many is acceptable, oh, expert? I used to carry a Smith & Wesson M&P Performance Center. I traded it in. Well, actually, I didn't trade it in. I replaced it with a Sig Sauer P365 because I was able to carry more. I was able to, to have a larger magazine. Not only that, I actually carry an extra magazine with me. Standard operating procedure for me. I don't do it because you think it's the right number. I do it because I think it's the right number. I'm the guy engaged in the Second Amendment rights. Who gives a damn what you think? No one cares what you think, Mr. President. That's got to be a hard thing to hear. No one gives a good holy damn what you think. You, your wife, or the rest of the bigots that are these anti-gun zealots that you work with. What you think we need? Screw what you think we need. You're, you mean nothing to this conversation. There are things that you are, are a part of the conversation where you mean a great deal, just not, not this. But note when he talks about 9mm and rifles, I assume he means AR-15s, but you never know with him. He, then again, you don't know if he knows where he is or not. 9mm. You mean the, the firearm on my hip? 
the SIG 365 on my hip, currently on my hip. You know, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. Man, they'd make a great sponsor. Wouldn't they make a great sponsor, Producer Ari? Great sponsor. Thanks for the uh, very enthusiastic vote of encouragement there. I, uh, I really appreciate you being part of wanting the financial success of this program. Producer Ari, everybody. I don't get he's, the money. He's, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Hiring people is very difficult. That's all I'm saying. The 9 millimeter on my hip is now the assault weapon? Good Lord. But it's Joe Biden. And you're never 100% sure if he knows what he's saying. Which leads us to the moment that has people asking a lot of questions. Harris-Biden administration. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. So Joe Biden is asked a question about vaccine approval and why we haven't seen it from the FDA. And in giving the answer, he gets himself a bit wrapped up. That's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. That's Joe Biden praising Don Lemon, the journalist or something. Continue. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is in fact uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be? Uh, or excuse me, we, we we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Yeah. The question is, how do you feel about that answer? No, 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 not the answer, the way the answer was presented. Does that sound okay to you? Does he sound good to you? We have all had moments where we're trying to collect our thoughts. We, we get one thing confused with another. It happens. I think America thinks it happens a lot with him and every time something like this happens people ask questions just not people in the media but if this was trump trump once walked slowly down a ramp and we were met with two days of coverage of whether or not he was mentally fit to be president this national television cnn where he knew all the questions like he was hillary clinton getting ready for a debate and this people are asking and I think it's fine to ask, I just can't diagnose. I'm not going to tell you here's what's wrong with the dude. I think there's something wrong with the dude. That's the most I can do. We're going to need an actual diagnosis to know what's wrong with the dude. And I don't think Democrats care enough to actually care about him to find out. It's odd. You're not crazy. Your, your eyes and your ears and your mind work just fine. I'm Tony Katz.
mama don't like you and she likes everyone and i never like to admit that i was wrong and i've been so caught up in my job didn't see what's going on but now i know so the house has voted to evacuate more afghan allies story over at military.com if we're discussing those people who have worked with the u.s military to have some level of success in afghanistan i have zero problem with this at all tony katz tony katz today it's good to be with you on facebook tony katz radio parlor instagram twitter at tony katz i also have uh, to share with you uh, we spoke again with congressman jim banks we spoke with him yesterday just as uh, this uh they were going on this committee, this January 6th com- uh, committee. And then an hour later, after we spoke to him, boom, Pelosi kicks him off uh, the committee. I-, I spoke with him this morning. I want to make sure I share that with you. If you were uh, an, an Afghan soldier, or translator, whatever the case may be, helping uh, the, the, the U.S., I I don't see any issue with... With allowing you into the country, I, I look. Everyone's got to get vetted. Don't get me wrong, but you would assume they've already gone through some level of vetting. So I don't see the, I don't see the problem. Actually, I see the gain. That's that's my take. I'm willing to listen to others. Meanwhile, Russia has unveiled a new fighter jet. Putin, of course, super excited. Uh, I believe they call it a, a checkmate. That's the, the, the code name uh, for it. The SU-57 two-engine stealth fighter. No, actually, that's the original one. The original one is, is the SU-57. This one is a touch smaller than, than that. The purpose here, as we're seeing so much from Russia, is to remind people they're a world player and they can take on the U.S. There is now going to be, in the next 20 years, are going to be a testing of U.S. military might and will. And right now our military is not in a place that has the will. We've got the might. We still have the superior firepower. This isn't a debate. Our problem is the willingness to use it. What we don't have is the superior air force in terms of planes uh, in the air. And we do not have the superior navy because we have not put the money to funding it. The navy requires billions and the ships have to be at sea. You cannot have a free nation without a navy. What did Congressman Banks say about being taken off the 1-6 committee? That story's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Seems Megan McCain's trying to go out of the view with a bang. Chuck Schumer was on. He's the Senate Majority Leader. Oh, he is a delight. And there is Megan McCain saying, "Hey, why are you so uh, why are you so easy on anti-Semites in your party?" Senator Schumer, um, you are well known for your support of your Jewish supporters and of Israel. You even tell your Jewish supporters that your last name, Schumer, comes from the Hebrew term Shomer or guard, and that you will be a guard for Israel. But recently, you were largely silent during the recent escalation with Hamas. And I actually interviewed Joseph Borgen, who was the Jewish man who was beaten in Times Square in May for wearing a yarmulke. He said that he was disappointed that he did not hear from you directly after his attack as a hate crime. 
Do you understand mm -hmm. critics that think that you were too silent uh, yeah, during the last attack? That's not really... That it's actually a really good question. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Oh, that's pretty good. That is pretty good, Chuck. Come on. You've got the bigot Ilhan Omar. You've got the bigot Rashida Tlaib. You've got the bigot uh, Ocasio-Cortez, and she hangs around with bigots. And the people who support the bigots, like Congressman Andre Carson, who will hang around with Louis Farrakhan, you're pretty silent. I think that you were too silent uh, yeah, during the last that's, attack. That's not really, that's not true. Um, immediately after the attack, I, I joined the bipartisan resolution by Senators Murphy and Young. I supported it or the statement that said we need a ceasefire immediately. That was very strong and immediate and bold. And I've talked to... Supporting a ceasefire is far different than saying, hey, stop punching Jews in the face on the streets of New York, you bigots. Those are... Wait a second. I'm no expert. Hold on. I'm close. Those are two different things. Holy cow. Uh, but it's Chuck Schumer. I mean, it's Chuck Schumer. What do, what do you expect? What do you think you're going to get? What do you think you're going uh, to, to, to find in, in this man? Someone who is incredibly ideological. It is that ideology that led him to side with Speaker Pelosi in banning Jim Banks and Jim Jordan, congressmen from Indiana and Ohio, respectively, from this January 6th committee, which is a kind of ridiculous thing in and of itself. Five Republicans uh, is what Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, puts up, and then Nancy Pelosi says, oh, we can't have we can't have these people. Their conduct is unacceptable. And there's Chuck Schumer to say, absolutely. Well, you know, she had no choice. First, I commend to your listeners, the New York Times did a video of the actual riot themselves, itself, and it was devastating. I know I was there. I was within 25 feet of these insurrectionists. Had one of them had a gun, had two of them rushed to block off a door, Lord knows what would have happened. So this was one of the most serious, terrible things that's happened in our capital, in our whole history. There's Can we just stop? Did you just say if they had a gun? So if it had gone to your fantasy script, it would have been bad, but they didn't have a gun. So how is it an insurrection if they don't have a gun? They had no way of taking over the Capitol. Hold on. I'm not asking you to agree or disagree on whether you think it's a riot or whether you thought it was, a, it was smart or what. You, none of that. I'm saying that if you were an insurrectionist and you didn't show up with a firearm, are you really an insurrectionist? You had no way to actually take over. If you had time to take a selfie, are you actually an insurrectionist? This is just pure, raw, unadulterated ignorance from, from uh, Chuck Schumer. But he's not the only one who is absolutely thrilled that uh, both, uh, um, wh what's his name, uh, Jim Jordan, I couldn't remember Jim Jordan's name, can you imagine? That both Jim Jordan and Congressman Jim Banks weren't allowed on the committee, Senator Chris Van Holland of Maryland. Uh, Speaker Pelosi made exactly the right call. Uh, this is a special committee uh, that's designed to get at the truth and the facts about what happened uh, during the attack on the Capitol on January 6th and all the events 
leading up to it. And you can't get to the truth when you have people on the committee uh, who are just spreading the big lie and who have demonstrated. If you use the term big lie, I discount you. Big lie is is a Holocaust-related term. It's disgusting that people use it. It's gross and obscene. These are bad people. I, I No forgiveness. But if you've already impeached Donald Trump and said that he incited an insurrection, what, what truth are you getting to? It's very obvious to all of us that... There's not a truth you're getting to, but rather there's a, a, an opportunity to political power that you're getting to. That's what's obvious. So yesterday I speak to Congressman Jim Banks about being on this committee from the Indiana 3rd, and then less than an hour later, boom. Oh, we're not going to accept them from the committee. So I spoke with Congressman Jim Banks again this morning. And asked him, what, what is it like? What was it like? How did you feel of learning that you were off the committee? Well, I, I, uh, I don't know if I was surprised or not. I mean, Tony, you and I spoke yesterday. You asked me a question, and um, I, I thought about it for a long time after you asked me. You, you, you kept asking me on the radio yesterday, why, why, are you, why are you participating with this to begin with? And, uh, and my answer then was because somebody has to ask the tough questions that Nancy Pelosi doesn't want answered. And then an hour later, uh, Nancy Pelosi fires me and Jim Jordan from the committee. And, and now you can see why, why we were there to begin with. For the first time since January 6th, somebody was standing up and asking the questions that Nancy Pelosi wanted to completely avoid. She doesn't want to talk about why the Capitol was vulnerable on January 6th, even though we had intelligence three weeks before then that something dangerous could happen that day. She doesn't, because she doesn't want to talk about that because at the top of the food chain is her. She, she is accountable for the leadership of the, of, the, of the United States Capitol Police, the Sergeant at Arms, those who protect the Capitol. She doesn't want to go there. She only wants to talk about Donald Trump and drag Republicans through the mud and focus on that. She doesn't want to focus on the real questions that Jim Jordan and I were prepared to ask and this brings up, along the way. This brings up the head Democrat on this committee, the, 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 the chairman of the committee, who stated that Nancy Pelosi was off limits. What did that mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the incredible part. The day before, I mean, two days ago, uh, Benny Thompson, the chairman of the committee, said nothing is off limits. We're going after Donald Trump. Nothing is off limits. And then almost immediately after, he does another interview and says, Speaker Pelosi is off limits. And she was he was responding to me because I was making the point that if we're going to really dig into what happened on January 6th, we have to ask questions about why the Capitol was vulnerable. Why, why did why, why did we how did how is it that we knew something was going to happen that day? We had we had strong intelligence dating back to three weeks before. And we didn't do enough to prepare for it. And, uh, and at the end of the day, if we're going to dig into that, we have to dig into why there was a systemic failure of leadership going all the way to the top of the Capitol Police. Why did Nancy Pelosi, the sergeant at arms and others say that it was bad optics to have the National Guard at the Capitol to protect us on January 6th? You have to ask those questions if you're serious about investigating January 6th and having a select committee to do it. So. That, that's why Nancy Pelosi is a part of this equation. She she does not want to talk about that because she knows that she ultimately she is responsible for that systemic failure of leadership. She only wants to talk about Donald Trump 
and drag drag Republican congressmen through the mud. Seventy five million Americans, including a majority, a, a, a big majority of Hoosiers who voted for Donald Trump on Election Day. She wants to drag all of us through the mud, not focus on what what really went, went wrong on that uh, that uh, disastrous day on January 6th talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. What Nancy Pelosi said, what the Speaker said, is that your actions on the day of January 6th disqualify you. She's getting backup from Representative Ocasio-Cortez, who not only went after you on a personal level, but really on a personal level, went after the House Minority Leader, uh, Kevin um, McCarthy. Uh, words, and I will use the paraphrase here, you're just not good enough. When, when you see this, when you hear this about uh, you're taking a look at states on January 6th and asking questions, um, is there anything, I mean, I, I think pe other people would ask, is there anything you would do differently? I think the question is, how do you respond to a member like the Speaker of the House who is deciding that you going about a legal maneuver is somehow uh, disqualifying? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm not, I, I will never back down uh, to Nancy Pelosi. And Northeast Indiana didn't send me to Washington to go along with to go along with Nancy Pelosi, to go along with their plans to drag her country down, and th in this case, to to put together a pure political sham that is this this committee that has nothing to do with really investigating what happened on January sixth. So I'm not going to back down to Nancy Pelosi, but there is it, there is an interesting side note to all this, Tony. I mean, if if, uh, if you're going to talk about uh, my votes on January sixth to object uh, to to how elections were conducted in some states and and i and I'll, i will never apologize for that because i believe strongly that those states violated the constitution how they conducted their elections then you also have to look at who nancy pelosi put on this committee benny thompson the chairman of this committee objected to the 2004 election jamie raskin elected uh, uh, objected to the 2016 election of donald trump so the hypocrisy here among the among the democrats and the left is really thick it's not lost on me, and I don't think it's lost on most of the American people as well. I take a look at where the Republicans are, and I think that the vast majority in the House are behind you. I have to bring up the fact that Congresswoman Liz Cheney agreed with Speaker Pelosi and said that your actions on January 6th were disqualifying. She's already been removed from leadership. Is is there more in store for Liz Cheney or is it just a relationship that's a, a personal one that can't be repaired and you move on with voting and that's it? I really believe Liz, Liz Cheney's days in Congress and in leadership in this country are numbered. Um, she, she's made a decision at this point to caucus with the Democrats. So she might have an R next to her name as an elected Republican, but at this point she is caucusing with the Democrats. And she's one of Nancy Pelosi's picks to serve on this committee. Uh, she, and for the same, for the same reason as Nancy Pelosi, uh, she has she has decided, uh, I mean, she, had, she has Trump derangement syndrome, and she wants to focus all of her time in Congress on beating up on Donald Trump. She wants this uh, committee, the select committee on January 6th, to be all about Donald Trump, not about what went wrong on January 6th, which is what Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan and I were prepared to ask the tough questions that nobody has answered and ask them directly to the Democrats, to those uh to Nancy Pelosi and others who are ultimately responsible for this for the failure of security that occurred on January 6th. Liz Cheney doesn't want to ask those questions. She wants to focus on Donald Trump because she hates Donald Trump and she hates all the people who voted 
for Donald Trump. It just goes to show that this was a political sham all along. That's not going to change. But, Tony, I'm not going to back down. Jim Jordan's not going to back down. We're still going to demand answers to these questions. We might not be on this committee, but we're still members of Congress, and the American people deserve to know what, what we're wrong on that day. That's an interesting argument he's making there. It's my conversation with Congressman uh, Jim Banks of the Indiana Third, taken off uh, the January 6th committee by uh, Speaker Pelosi. He's not good enough or something like that. Well, she doesn't like that, you know, he's a Trump supporter. She doesn't like that he objected, I think it was two states, to uh, their certification. He followed a legal path. Don't be mad at a guy for following a legal path. It's, It's a silly thing to do. And Jamie Raskin did the same, and others did the same in years past. But you're upset with him. It's you. You. You look the part of the of the fool, Speaker Pelosi. You. You, you do. It's not that it matters to your to your base. I'm just saying what is. But if you wanted to get answers to the questions, why not go forward with the commission? Republicans voted against the commission. Why not just go forward? Why not say yes? Why not be a part of the commission? We could already be into this thing. The answer is because that's not actually how it works. If Republicans had voted for the commission, first you would have codified this this attack vehicle. And it's only an attack vehicle. We know this. We've been around the politics long enough. We're, 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 We're clear. And I know this because if you want to look into January 6th and not ask about some of the security failures... And how they came to be, well, then you're not serious about what happened on January 6th. You only want to focus on, well, look what Trump did. He, you're still talking about him. He's just not that into you. Get over it already. But I don't mind you talking about January 6th and getting some, some information or getting some answers if you're actually going to go about doing it. To have codified the commission would be to codify the attack on the former president, which was a valueless proposition. Then, if you had said on the commission, well, can we find out why we didn't have more security? Oh, you're just trying to steer this commission down a road to take uh, the, the eye off of Trump. Everybody knows it was Trump's fault. You know it. I know it. That's what was going to happen. Why be on this committee? Well, because maybe you could actually engage a conversation and force the Democrats to answer some questions. And politically, it's uncomfortable for them. And so that's good. It's not going to get anything done. Now, by declaring Republicans are, you know, incapable, all oh, these people are ridiculous. They're not serious. See, they're not serious about what happened. They're okay with insurrection. These Republicans are the enemy and the problem. What are we going to do about these wascally Republicans? So we all get, everyone gets what they want in their little political fiefdom and hope that it gets them uh, another percent swing here or there. But we don't get answers. Here's what we know. It wasn't an insurrection. Riots should be put down. It's hard to put down a riot when you've invited people into the Capitol. And I don't mind you getting answers. But we would much rather in America if you lowered the gas prices. If it's a debate between January 6th fetishism and lowering gas prices by a buck a gallon, America wants the gas prices lowered. We have spoken. Thank you. I'm Tony Katz. Researchers 
found in two ice samples taken from a Tibetan plateau, or from the Tibetan plateau in China. Ancient viruses. I cannot make this stuff up. No, God! No, God, please, no! Yes. Yes. No! But yes. The ice cores taken in 2015... Uh, they began to freeze over 14,000 years ago. Lord only knows what is in them. Uh, like Cap, something should be left in the ice. Wow. Who goes anti-Captain America? That's right. Don't tell me about a guy who's on steroids with a Frisbee as some kind of hero. Not buying. Bucky, however, I'm down with that. Kurt Schlichter has a new book. The question is, can his vision of America actually come true? That story coming up. I'm Tony Katz.